You are listening to 4, Raw, from 4, Fields of Anfield Road, the world's international LFC podcast. Now, what are the chances of this? Um, I'm just wondering whether you remember the Derby match in 1967 at Goodison FA Cup, fifth round, and it was shown on a big screen at Anfield at the That's same right. time. That's right. Do you remember it? I do, I played in it. Did you? I was goalkeeper for Liverpool. Really? Yeah. Well, that's a stroke of luck me meeting <laughs> nice. you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, can you remind me of your name? Tommy Lawrence. Tommy, nice to meet you. What, what do you remember about it? It was a great game, yes. Alan Ball scored the winner. He did indeed. Yeah, he did, yeah. We used to call him the flying pig. Tommy, you know, he was a little bit overweight, Tommy, and, uh, but a good goalkeeper. Well, he was known as the Flying Pig, which was a bit um, insulting. He was a big man, but for a big man, he was very, very agile. I prefer the description given to him by Joe Mercer. It was the um, charity shield at Goodison Park in August 1966 between uh, champions Liverpool and cup winners Everton and Liverpool won 1-0, but it was a 1-0 massacre, they actually thrashed Everton. And um, Lawrence, after that game, was singled out by Joe Mercer, who said, I've just seen the first sweeper-keeper ever in English football. And we said, sweeper-keeper? That fellow Lawrence, he's a defender as well as a goalkeeper. And it was a lovely description because he was, he used to, as Bob Page, he said, nip things in the bud. Tommy was uh, a goalkeeper, which, you know, if, you, if the back four had been uh, very, very square and a through ball, you could imagine, you know, the centre forward would get it most of the time nowadays, not then. Tommy would be out of his goal and uh, tackling the uh, whoever, either the strikers or the wingers, you know. He used to see a situation, he'd be out, and he'd actually tackle players um, like a defender would. so he was two in one, he was a defender come goalkeeper, goalkeeper come defender, and um, made the, made the uh, position his own. He was absolutely brilliant, and, it, and I say that because, you know, he did it in training, he loved to play out in training, you know, I, I've never known a goalkeeper loved to play out, and he loved to be a striker, tell me, and uh, can hit a ball as well. He waited his time there to get in the team for some time. He was there when, I think he was there already when Shanks arrived. He's already there. Um, but when he got in the team, made the position his own, right through, of course, till um, the coming of Clements. Yeah, I like Tommy. You know, when you last 10 years as a, as a Liverpool goalkeeper, you know, you must have something in Tommy at all. Hi, guys. Welcome to Four Raw, an official podcast of Four fields of Enfield Road, we are at www.foresight.com, that's F-O-A-R-S-I-T-E.com, a great international community of friends, so please do join us. Today with me, uh, I have Kevil, Kevil, say hello. Hello, guys, how are you? And my personal favorite pot, potter, if that's a word, <laughs> Dada, Sibashish. Hey, everyone, hey. So guys, let's let's uh, take a look at the game that's coming up against City. Uh, you know, we'll do a preview. So, uh, uh-huh. Dada, I'll ask you this: How do we stop 
KDB first? Uh, we don't actually. And <laughs> I mean, such a player, it's difficult. It's difficult to stop him. But um, the way we are playing, I believe that we actually can go toe to toe with them. We have goals in us. They have goals in them. In the end, it will be uh, in who scores more, and that's what will decide the game. I think that's how it will be. I, I, I mean, make no mistake about it. I would love to stop KDB and Sane and Sterling, but I don't think that's the way it's going to pan out. We'll have plenty of goals in that thing. True, true. Okay, so we have uh, Vaishak joining us. Vaishak, are you there? Hey, Vaishak. Okay, he might be having some technical difficulties, I think. <laughs> the, uh, okay, anyway, continue. Can uh, do, do you think we can actually unleash Genie uh, Vinaldam uh, on KDB, you know, snapping at his ankles and everything, you know, he has all the energy, so we just, you know, man-mark him out of the game. We Can, can we do that? Man-marking is so passe. I don't want to do that. Man marking, I don't think it's, you know, for top players, man marking doesn't quite work. Uh, and it, it's, it, here's the problem with man marking. That is, if you lose your man once, and for a player of um, KDB's caliber, he just needs one opportunity, and he'll punish you. Instead, you should devise a system where collectively they can be stopped. True. So I don't think man marking is the way forward. Not against KDB. Or for that matter, Aguero as well. Um, I mean, <laughs> Aguero is someone that you know that has continuously haunted us in the past. Right. Exactly. So and plus they have so many players. Kevin, uh, anyone particular apart from KDB that you fear? You know, the snake is coming back. So I <clears throat> I actually fear the whole uh, entire team because it's very annoying to see them. Even after considering one goal, they are able to hold their nerves and they are scoring four more goals in second half. Burnley, <laughs> Bristol City. It's very annoying. I, I'm actually scared of scoring the first goal because we all know what is going to happen next. Uh, we don't trust our defense, but defense will be one of the most important key. And I agree with Dada about not uh, creating a man marking scene because if we are able to hold KDB then there will be Silva if we block Silva then there will be Sane or Sterling so we have to stop uh, the entire team collectively rather than one point person because any of them are scoring right now yeah Kevala uh, I need to stop you right there sorry uh, Vaishak sure. uh, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Finally, yeah. sorry for the you know. Yeah, no problem. Welcome, welcome, Paishak. Welcome to the pod, man. Thanks, guys. So you are a rookie on the pod. So we were, we were discussing about the yeah, city I game. Were, we are just started. We are previewing the city game. Uh, how do you suppose yeah. you stop them? Well, um, the other day I was having this um convo on Twitter with this you know. A guy from South Africa, and he was saying that you know um, the main uh, area of focus would be the battle in the middle, you know, the midfield battle. So uh, he was saying that you know if we win that, you know, we can have a foothold in the game. Otherwise, they'll just roll us over, which I really don't want that to happen again. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. 
Kimal, what do you suppose that they'll uh, line up like? I mean, uh, will it be the usual, you know, Sane and Sterling flanking Aguero, Silva and KDB yeah, behind I, them, and then you have Fernandinho yeah. holding the mid? So, yeah, if to be very honest, Fernandinho is one of the most important players for them rather than KDB. Of course, they are creative, but Fernandinho is distracting everything. So, if we are able to press them collectively i think we can score goals and in the end it is going to be up to van dyke and uh, his partner hopefully matip to stop aguero from scoring because eventually they are going to score we have seen them scoring three four goals in second half even after 1-0 down uh-huh. so uh, we just need to play our own game and just hope because we to be very honest none of the teams have the answer right now how to stop them except Crystal Palace and Roy Hodgson I don't know how they did it <laughs> but <laughs> no <laughs> I don't believe it but yeah yeah do you think do you think Klopp will give uh, wonder why a call uh, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't think so just imagine the two worst type of teams in English Premier League, Everton and Crystal Palace, are able to stop <laughs> Manchester City. That is irony. Uh, the, uh, so you, you can say that uh, Pep Guardiola might have underestimated both of them. Yeah, maybe not Everton. Everton were in, actually in good form when the season started for the couple of games, and then you see yeah. Crystal Palace. He might have you know underestimated them, and you know if they Everton received a penalty, uh, they would have even got a draw out of it. Yeah, Everton was genuine title contender for, I believe, an hour or two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, moving on, uh, Dada, what, what do you think that Klopp will line up like? You know, uh, Coutinho is a massive mess. I mean, uh, anyone can say anything about him that, you know, he's gone, so we have to move on and everything. But he's going to be a massive, <laughs> massive mess, you know? Look, I'll, I'll, I'll say exactly that, that he's gone, move on. He's not there as an option. So let's not even go there. There's no point thinking of, uh, you know, on that line of thought but, because but he's just is, not there. The other thing is, you know, what what would you do? You know, uh, would you keep uh, Oxlade on the bench, you know, just to have an option from the bench? Or would you start him and then, uh, you know, if you don't have any options on the bench, then what are we going to do? So that, I'll that's start. a dilemma for me. I know, I know. I'll start, and that's why I feel that we do need a replacement for Coutinho, but that's another debate, maybe for another day. But what I will say is I'll start Lalana actually, and I'll keep Ox in the bench, because Lalana with Firmino will do the press, and that's important. Firmino alone can't do it against a side like City. So he will need Lalana, and by now I hope that Adam is uh, uh, fit somewhat. So for me, Chan starts. Um, Adams there, Firmino of course there, and will unleash Salah and Mane on both sides. Now, remember the first, the you know the counterpart, or sorry, the first game of the season for us against City, we were not outplayed till Mane were, was sent off. True. As a matter of yeah. fact, we actually were having the better of the exchanges. Salah was you know taking their left back to school. It, it it was happening, but just, you know, unfortunate decision from the ref and all that. So all that's, you know, like, you know, water under, under the bridge by now. But the same can happen. We will not be outplayed. I can guarantee you that much. That much. So, um, yeah, look forward to an exciting game, man. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vaishak, you were uh, talking about you know the battle will be won in the midfield. So besides yeah. besides Chan, who do you think will start? You know, Dada already said Lalana. So that that uh, so that leaves one spot open. Oh. So will you go with Chini Wijnaldum <laughs> or uh, James Milner? Well, um, I was actually, you know, going to go with Embry, Genie, and um, Ox. You know, yeah, um, I don't think Milna will provide. <laughs> I don't think uh, Milly will provide. You know, the added pace to the game. He was like really slow against Leicester, and they, you know, it was uh, like horribly exposed against Leicester in the first half. Both he made up for that with the assist, both. I don't think Milly will start the you know midfield against City, and as uh, you know, if you look at the uh, high-profile games that we have had this season against the top six, he only started two, you know, one against uh, Spurs and the other one was against you know, I don't know, yeah, I forgot. I think it was United or something, but yeah. So I think Klopp prefers a much more agile midfielder, you know, in these uh, games because the tempo will be like really high. And yeah, so I'll go. I'm going to go with Emre Genie and Ox. Okay. So uh, you know, before moving further, uh, can I have predictions from you, uh, Kevel? First, you. What's your prediction for this game, man? You should not ask me prediction after knowing me for years now. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm I not gonna say anything. Right I, I I I will I will pass. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you sitting on the fence? Are you going for a draw or something like that? <laughs> I see. We uh, City haven't beaten us in 15 years at Anfield, and, and this will be. I don't want to jinx it. At the same time, Chelsea had a really good unbeaten run last year, and uh, the first <laughs> difficult match they had against Spurs, they lost. Uh, I would hope the same thing to happen, but if not, then at least a draw would be fine. Uh, scoring two to Salah, I will get him. I'm going Salah for a four to win. You are going for a four to win. Oh, that's good. <laughs> four goals against City will be almost forty percent of goals they have conceded so far in this season. Yeah, so, so I mean, it has to start somewhere, yeah, right? Exactly, exactly, man. Yeah. And City uh, has to slip up. <laughs> City has to slip up for us to win the title this season. So it has to start somewhere. <laughs> Bro, uh, and this will I, be the start. Yes. <laughs> anyway, don't get too high. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Dada, you saw the rumors regarding Kita and everything today. Uh, I did, yeah. I mean, so what do you everyone did. I I think that there is a there is an actual possibility that it might just happen. It's unlikely, I'll say that. But then I also felt that. Uh, you know, Coutinho moving on in January was unlikely. Mm. You know, transfer seasons are difficult to predict, so it can happen. Uh, from what I have seen so far, Kita is having motivational issues or disciplinary issues at Leipzig, yep. which I I cannot condone. I will not say that we are happy about it because we are not. As long as you're there at the club, be a pro and do your job. Maybe he's not doing it, or it's just you know unfortunate the things that has happened with him. But if we can push to bring him over, and it happens in a you know amicable manner then I'm all for it because we do need the legs we will we'll need them yeah true uh, true uh, Kemal there was a uh, you know rumor going around that uh, it'll require around 17 million pounds I think 
to complete the transfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, uh, and anyway, so he's cup tied for the Champions League. So you know, he w- he won't be available for the Champions League ties. But in the Premier League, you know, he just might prove to be that you know final push that we need to uh, you know regain those Champions League spots. And who knows, you know, in the cup competitions, we are still in FA Cup. So he might help in winning one of those cups. Of course, I completely agree, and it will help us to get him settled down in our squad. I believe that uh, what uh, the squad we have, uh, we're going to carry this squad next year as well. So if uh, Kita can come in and get settled down easily, then it will also be helpful for us next year as well. So, and I felt that FSC is not afraid of spending money. Uh, so if they ask uh, 13 or 14 million, uh, FSG may pay it and they may go for it. So I'm hopeful that we can bring him this uh, January. True. Uh, uh, Vaishak? Yeah. Do you think we need someone else uh, apart from Kita in this window? You know, there has been rumors that uh, we might just bring in Kita and that'll be that. And we'll be doing all the big signings in summer maybe. And uh, let me tell you that we ran a, a poll from the uh, from our uh, Twitter handle that asked the uh, yeah. our followers, you know, about uh, who do do they think that mystery player is that uh, Liverpool is trying to bring apart from mm-hmm. Kita. Thirty-eight percent of yeah. them have went for Draxler. Fifteen percent have gone for Goodze. Thirty-five percent have gone oh. for Aubameyang, and twelve percent are others. So, so you know, what's your choice? And do you think we need someone other other than uh, Kita in this window? Um, well, we definitely need to replace PC. Like, you know, it's not uh, PC's goals that will be lacking, both his creativity. Like, we'll, we'll score goals, but, you know, it'll be probably be, you know, instead of four, we'll be scoring just two because of the lack of creativity from PC. So, so I guess we, we replace PC with a Mac or another PC? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whatever you know that works best for us but I guess you know we I believe like I believe like we do need another player you know other than Keita this window to you know fill in for PC if Draxler if Draxler comes in that's well and good I'm all for that but you know um, <laughs> let Jürgen surprise us but there, there are also murmurs about uh, Julian Brandt uh, damaged by uh, those under the sport, you know, the those are who are not you know high-profile players, but they have been linked, and you know they might be the next superstars. So you know, yeah, definitely. someone under the radar, you can say. So there are players. Yeah, someone. Been... Yeah, but um, well, I'd like you know you're going to give some of our academy kids a chance, like you know Wilson or or. I don't know, Kent, maybe. Okay. <laughs> wishful thinking, wishful thinking, so, man. Uh, but what what will be your choice if you had to buy one player apart from Kita, one player? And keep in mind, Kita is cup tight for Champions League, so we might need that uh, uh, another player who will come in. That he should be available for the Champions League times yeah. because you know we um, will oh, well. we'll need any help we want. Uh, you know we can right now because. Coutinho's absence yeah. will, you know, completely, you know, it'll, it'll be felt in Champions League ties. Of course, of course. Well, if that's the case, you know, I'd like for us, you know, to go for Mares. He's not cup tied and all. And 
he'll bring the other creativity to our midfield. Yeah, it's a good choice. Uh, Tada, what's your single choice? You know. Um, okay, a couple okay, of things okay, here. Let, okay, let me tell you this. You know. Uh, yeah. I was actually worried when Coutinho went that. You know, it's it's just not mm. you know that influential player that's going. Uh, it mm. was someone. He was someone who used to take our sad pieces. You know, he was our go-to yeah. guy. He was that yeah. X factor. Apart from the front it's three, he was the quite. main link from our defense to our attack because Chan and Jimmy, yes. you, you don't expect them to create anything. You know, and they haven't done yeah. anything of note. So he was yeah. someone highly influential who could. He, he was our best player, uh, to put it simply. And he was our set piece taker, but then we have Ox, who's a very, you know, he has a very recent set piece delivery as well, and uh, he can take mm. his set pieces. But still, he's mm-hmm. number one. You know, how can you replace that guy? And even if we don't buy anyone, how do you suppose that we are going to, you know, how are we going to cope with it? Well, you know, not everything in life can be replaced. It it just can't it just can't happen. You have to move on, and find a different way to play. Uh, you know, Coutinho, the job he was doing for us, he's not going to do the same for you know Barcelona. He will be playing a different role there. So uh, you just have to move on with times. Um, of course, and you you did hit the point. You did hit the you know nail on the head there. Just the set piece duties he was fantastic with set pieces especially free kicks he will be missed there but for the rest i think we are capable of moving on at the moment if you look um klopp is not the one to do panic buys he didn't buy anyone in january even though we had such a disastrous run last year yeah, so he's not the one to you know just because we have the money throw money around and bring someone in and and then sit him on the bench look at mikitarian what's happening well uh, toilets mm. are toilets so <laughs> you know they they stink they stink always no matter what so anyway uh but but you know if you are asking me that we, if we bring in one player then i will say it it should be good say mm-hmm. reason is simple that world cups coming he was the winner last year round but his spot in the german squad is not certain this time around he's not getting the most number of games he needs um he needs the games he'll be motivated to prove himself and he can suit us for the rest uh, of the season very nicely and he can slot in exactly pretty much where coutinho has left the rest of the players we are talking about they are not quite you know pc replacements so if godse comes in he fills in that uh, void you know big void to fill not quite but the squad is strong enough that we can get by we won't suffer much that that's what i say it's a pretty you know it that it, it that's a pretty under the radar choice and i agree with you and you know we actually yeah. don't base our opinions game to game you know where player you know there are fans who judge uh, players on you know just when a game is finished and if a player hasn't done good or he mm. has been you know off form players uh, you know there are fans who say you know he's he's no good he should be off the team he shouldn't even be around the liverpool team but when you have you know watched gotze and you know how he has been brought up and uh, under jurgen how he mm-hmm. used to play and for germany right. as well so you know he is exactly. someone who's perfect for someone like jurgen klopp and his team 
and he's at a spot where he needs to prove himself so he has no other option you know other than work hard and give everything for the team so that augurs well for us as well yeah and he might come uh, you know for cheap as well he might come cheap yeah, yeah exactly i mean although i don't think price is a you know the factor at the moment because of the cash we are you know rolling in mm-hmm. but but still it's a it's a under the radar buy it's not supposed to ruffle any feathers it he will go right in the squad uh, i think it will be good for us mm, yeah true uh, kevin uh, final point on this i want to talk about lemar uh lots mm-hmm. of rumors you know uh, since summer that you know the deal was done the deal was almost done if coutinho was off now coutinho is off and again the uh, rumors have resurfaced about him joining and that now there are rumors that arsenal he, his only destination right now might be arsenal because sanchez is off uh, yes so what do you make of it you know, do you think we'll eventually get him or do you seeing and uh, seeing him uh, seeing and uh, sorry do you see him end up at arsenal uh i'm actually not sure about that because for lemmer arsenal has to pay 80 or 90 million pounds and they are not used to it uh, they are buying a defender for free and sometimes 2 million right now so spending 80 or 90 millions all together it's not arsenal's way uh we may end up having him but do we want him i i don't know because i haven't seen enough of him playing in monaco uh he's also a left leg person mar is also left leg person uh if you ask me to pick one either from lemar or maris i felt they both are same for me i would go for maris if uh, you ask me to pick one but uh arsenal may not have him yeah they had lacazette but lacazette costed them around 40 to 50 million pounds and he, he can uh, be considered a flop right now you know i can yes. i'll be harsh right now and i will say that because you know i haven't seen him make any sort of impact on the arsenal team you know it's all sanchez and yeah. ozil uh, again this season i i think arsenal is not able to use him he has a good pace he is able to hold ball nicely the way uh, that big nose prick does for manchester united so but <laughs> at the end the outcome is not that good i don't know what is going on if there is any miscommunication or what but they should be able to use him better but that's exactly why klopp might be you know very about that you know if if i spend big and if if it doesn't work out you know instantly fans will be on his back you know like this see if we are looking for uh, see if we are able to get Kita then we have plenty of options who can play next to him in the mid uh, middle the front three are certain Mane Salah and Firmino but we are all concerned about the middle three so if we have Kita we can alternate uh, Wijnaldum Chan Henderson and Lalana for the rest of the two positions and then we can have a steady back four so if we are able to bring Kita back then i believe we should be fine and we should just focus on winning games and uh, hope for the best can keep my hands to myself think i'll just come on put them back up on the shelf kiss my little baby girl as you need am i coming out of left field ooh i've been ever just for kids i've been feeling it since 1966 now not over now but i feel it still 
Okay, God forbid if Firmino gets injured. Mm. What do we have uh-huh. then? I mean, Sturridge is crooked. Uh, Ings isn't, uh, you know, he doesn't look uh, ready yet. You know, he's still rusty. Uh, Firmino I would, is. I would definitely, I would definitely play Van Brewster. Oh, he's <laughs> too young, man. I mean, I, I can understand giving Ings a chance, but Firmino, you know, he's you know one of league's best right now. And Brewster he to is. bring him in the team, and then people will start expecting, uh, you know, straight away performances like Owen used to give when he was 16-17. That now that might be unfair as well. So I don't think he Klopp <coughs> is going to use Brewster. Might be Solanke. But then, what happens if Firmino gets injured? I mean, there goes the whole, you know, Klopp system. And that's precisely why we need to bring someone in. Yeah. We need at least one one more, you know, even if it's a backup, we need someone in. True. It's important that we get someone. Okay, so now we move on. Uh, Vaishak, uh, you've seen the news mm-hmm. that uh, our under-23s are getting, uh, you know, regular loan moves now. I mean, uh, Woodburn has gone, uh, Matty Matty. has gone, uh, Glenn Villan has gone to Yeovil. Uh, now, I think Woodburn will be going to Sunderland. And then there's Wilson mm-hmm. and Ejaria who are also moving on uh, to loan, uh, to, you know, for I don't know for a year or yeah. a year and a half uh, that Wilson deal. But anyways, uh, so you concur that hard work pays off. Our under twenty trees are top of the league, and mm, this is yeah. all the hard work that that is paying off. So you know, this should be a target everywhere, every year, right? Because I don't, I don't think uh, for the last. Uh, five to ten years, I have seen these many uh, players go out on loan, and uh, mm. Ojo is al- already making a good impact. Can't uh, uh, you know? Hard luck, he didn't get you know, many chances, but you know, mm. our uh, you know uh, young players are making impact, and that's what you want to see, right? Yeah, exactly, man. Of course, like um, remember the um, well, I'm taking a comparison with the United team. They had lots of um, youngsters coming out in the 90s, right? The class of 92, for example. So, yeah, I hope, you know, I really wish for a long time that we had a similar bunch of players coming out from our youth youth system so that, you know, they'll fight for the team and they'll not, you know, want to go to Barca or Madrid or, yeah, whatever kind of club that's out there. Yeah, that's exactly what we require youngsters lots of youngsters well not lots of them but yeah a core bunch of youngsters in our team that are like willing to run the extra mile willing to you know jump the extra height so that you know yeah that'll help us compete on a much better level in, in my opinion i i think most youngsters in almost every academy they well most of them at least they do try to get into the first team and they are willing to run that extra mile but not everyone can our situation is a little different we have a clutch of talented youngsters coming and it's a difficult situation for the club management where to fi- where do they fit them all uh, i was thinking right now yeah i mean i was thinking right now where does Woodburn go? Say Coutinho has left already. Ben might have been thinking, okay, now I can get maybe 15, 20 minutes 
in the first team because that's kind of the position where Ben fits in. So if we don't play him now, we move him to Sunderland, he will get game time there, but he, obviously he would rather be playing in red than uh, than playing for Sunderland, right? So it's a it's a balancing act. It's a really tough balancing act for Klopp. But the future is good if you have so many talented youngsters. Exactly, and uh, you know, Brannigan is being sold for two hundred thousand. I think he's yeah. doing this window. Yeah. Then you look mm. at someone like Chirivella, whom I personally, you know, like very much, and I thought he might have made the grade, but I don't think he. I don't think he will. Uh, but that's a you know bar that uh, Trent Alexander Arnold and uh, Joey Gomez have set. So it's a pretty high bar. Yes. And yes, and we can trust we can trust the management here. Look at Ibe. We were all right. hoping that he will he will you know go on to uh, great things, but it just hasn't happened for him since we sold him. Yeah. So there, there's Wilson as well. Now I've I've yeah. been watching lots of under 23s and I've been watching it for years, and he's a very very good talent and uh, you know. Uh, I, and I've said it before as well. You know, he's too good for the under 23s, but still not ready for the big time. And he's somewhere in between. So he might. Mm. You know, uh, I, I'll be honest and I'll say that I don't think he'll make the grade. He has looked exceptional. 40 goals in the last two seasons. You know, brilliant, brilliant. You know, even Nemeth, Christian Nemeth, he didn't have this, mm. those sort of sets. So mm. he is a yeah, brilliant Nemeth. player. Yeah. So he is a brilliant player. But I think he'll end up somewhere like you know. Uh, uh, Tom Ince is, you know, he's at Brighton, yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yes. So yeah. He might be that sort of, you know, he, he has the talent, but I don't think he has that enough will or something uh, that Woodburn has or something that Alexander Arnold has. So, I don't mm. think he'll make the grade, but that's an honest, uh, you know, opinion of mine. But apart from that, it's a good pointer for under-18s and under-16s as well, right? You see these guys graduating into the first team and you'll see that, you know, Klopp is giving the chances. And, you know, if you top the league, if you are doing good, then Klopp is bound to give you chances. And that's what happened uh, with uh, Alexander Arnold. That's what happened with Gomez. So, they'll be, and Gerard will be the first one to tell them that, you know, do the hard work, make the grade, and Klopp will give you the chances. So, it's a good, brilliant, bloody brilliant pointer as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. And who better to have at the helm of your you know junior teams than uh, steven gerard mm-hmm. i mean th- you can't look any further for inspiration that's the highest you can get yeah <laughs> tell me about it yeah exactly so anyway so the loan deals is done the transfers is done look anything else to get off the chest dada or cable Tra- Transfers are not done, man. The only good thing is, <clears throat> uh, only good thing is, Coutinho gone in earlier this month, so we can <laughs> mourn yeah. about it less and yeah. get less stressed. Yes. So. Yeah, no, 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 no. Actually, on a serious note, that's a positive thing. If there's anything positive to be found out of this, then that is it. That this, yeah. th- this did not drag on. It has reached yes. its conclusion. True. It's done and dusted. We can move on now. Yeah, that's and, it. And uh, I'm seeing another rumor that Huddersfield Town are interested in Mark Ruhich. Yeah. So. yeah, just one, just one point I would like to make out that if we want to send our players under 23 on loan, 
then why don't we send them to a Premier League side or a, or a league uh, championship club which is actually trying to be in playoff or yeah, actually yeah. winning it because that will give them a, a type of stress they will have it throughout their career if they end up uh, playing for Liverpool that they have to keep perf- uh, like they have to perform better and keep the team in that position so yeah, rather than playing what, for Sunderland what we did with Ward you know, Huddersfield were a surprise but Ward gained that, yes. you know, that uh, experience yes. of having to fight for top places and titles and everything so exactly I agree with you and I would I, I I definitely recommend not to go for Allison rather than give a chance to Danny Ward because he is mm-hmm. he didn't get enough chances uh, we still don't know uh, he may be one of the best keeper of future so just give him one chance and then see if we need another uh, goalkeeper dada this is something that i agree with kevin mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. it's not just about ward it's about caris also and you know it's been pitching yeah. me at this point that you know why can't we give caris a proper run you know you read my mind because you just read my mind yeah i have <laughs> seen big big twitter accounts right i have seen this big big uh, twitter accounts you know by alison or by who whatever uh, not the, under the name that was popped up by this and by that but why can't we give a Jake proper chance yeah or black why can't we give carries a chance a proper run in team just give him till the end of the season at least i mean why can't we do we should that? sing we should sing give carries a chance <laughs> <laughs> no all jokes aside see carries is our number 2 and everyone would agree that he hasn't been given the chance to prove himself in a sustained manner say he plays 5 6 games and see how he performs over that period of time if anyone needs to move on maybe i may it probably will not happen in january it uh, it will be in the summer simon needs to be moved on give carries a chance ward is your number 2 uh ward is a proven goalkeeper or maybe play carries now and see how he fares if that doesn't work out buy a proper keeper in the summer who can be number 1 yeah and what what's your take on it uh vaishak um yeah like you know carries was voted as a second best goalkeeper in a league which obviously had the best goalkeeper in the world so that most means something i mean plus he is german too german yeah. germany always produces you know one of the best goalkeepers Not ever mention, like you know they can do brilliantly at barcelona as well yeah yeah exactly right. and uh, remember when when david de gea gave to uh, came to the premier league he was like absolute crap like and you know he was like shit yeah <laughs> But, uh, you know i mean people talk about deja yeah? i i always talk about reda that first season he was absolutely crap mm. i mean he was letting yeah, go left me. right and center <laughs> he was at uh, uh, you know he made that horrible mistake in the africa Remind- final he let the ball you know sail over him and into the net uh, that kanchaski cross so he he was yeah. uh, you know if if we had twitter back then i don't think uh, reina would have been keeper of the 2005-2006 season <laughs> Amir Amir exactly. yeah Amir you have to warn me man you have to warn me next time you you know next time you are going to utter that name you have to warn me and are you a diehard Reda fan no no i'm talking about Konchesky oh man you have to, you have to utter that name man come on you want me to like what i mean 
Okay, so I, I'll level with you. I'll say that John Attenberg is the reason that our goalkeepers have been bad. I mean, not average. They have been bad. That's what people say. Yeah. But I. But like. What is it with Klopp and uh, the club that we have, you know, stuck around with uh, Attenberg? Because you know, I, I pointed it out on Twitter as well that uh, the uh, dec- uh, decline that Reina went through. Uh, then we brought in Mignolet and he he has been crap since day one and uh, you know I haven't seen any improvement and you see people like Gulashi you know he has won the league title with uh, oh. Red Bull uh-huh. right mm. so mm. these yeah, are yeah. the players that have improved Ward Ward went to Huddersfield he came up and he was one of the best goalkeepers in championship and now he has nowhere to be seen so somewhere down the line it, it does come down to Ashenberg right Um, as far as improvements go, I I I I'll have to say yeah. Uh, Actenberg is uh, he needs to be held accountable for it because our goalkeepers they don't go on to become world beaters. It just doesn't happen. Either they come as like you know conquerors, and then they you know steadily deteriorate. <laughs> or or they just stay at the level they came in with. I mean, Simon has improved. The only reason is Karias came in. Other than that, Simon never improved in the past three seasons that he was with us. Yeah. So where do we point the finger? I I mean, I generally point it to Simon's ass because I see him, you know, jumping <laughs> up and down every time there is a pen. But anyway. Well, he, he, I will give it to him that he's a very good penalty stopper. So yeah, we'll yeah. That. But apart from that, there's nothing. You know, he he has actually nosed dive after that first uh, you know penalty save he made against Stoke. So he's only good at seeing penalties right now. But apart from that, you know, nothing. I haven't seen a dominating goalkeeping performance for years. I mean, you can pick out uh, you know a stoke performance again uh, by mignolia against stoke and you can take out this poetic performances but you know at no point can you tell me that the whole season mignolia was good you know in this last five season so it, i think i personally if you if you want to say i have personal vendetta then fine i do have personal vendetta against ashenberg but uh, you know if you have uh, something to prove me wrong then please do enlighten me uh-huh. Uh, so far we uh, got nothing. Then we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything? You know, are you a Mignolet fan? Uh, well, um, there was this meme that I saw on Twitter. You know, regarding what he just said, Mignolet during open plays. Well, Mignolet, but Mignolet during penalties is well, Manuel Neuer. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like you know, well. Um, as far as I think, um, well, I think we need to give Loris or Dani a chance, like give them a run in, and see how they perform, and well, then decide on that. But yeah, Simon should not be our number one. Okay, so we we'll finish this part uh, as we started on the city game. Kevin, uh, there, I think I saw somewhere that uh, Gomez wasn't uh, in the. You know, he wasn't training, I think, mm. or he wasn't the mm-hmm. he wasn't in the picks of our training. So that might mean Trent Alexander Arnold starts. Oh wow! So what's okay. your take on him against Sterling? 
Or Sanet, you know, they <clears throat> So, uh, here is the thing. Gomez has made uh, big mistakes in last five games. Uh, two against Arsenal, one against, uh, I forgot, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Burnley. Uh, I'm a little bit skeptical about his recent performance. If uh, uh, they give Trent Alexander-Arnold a chance, I'm okay with that. But uh, I would still like to have Gomez in that position because of his physical presence and uh, sometimes his bullying nature. Uh, Trent have the pace, but Gomez has that physical strength we may need against City to stop them. Mm. Uh, He's but let's hope. Yes, exactly. So. But let's hope uh, Alexander Arnold can prove us wrong. Uh, we get some good spot free kicks, and he scored one just like he scored against Hoffenheim. Yeah, uh, Dana then has that big Virgil Van Dyke in the center of our defense now. Mm-hmm. Of course. So you see him and Matip, or do you want to see him and Klavan? Because you know, people are you know he has suddenly become a cult hero. <laughs> And, you know, for good reasons as well, he has been our best defender, I'll say. I'll say the best central defender at the club, you know, this season. So What, Klavan? Klavan, yeah. Because he has been yeah. ever-present. And he has been, you know, I, I don't think I have noticed any mistake uh, from him this season. And, and he has been better than Lovren, at least. Uh, Matip has, you know, he has missed uh, four or five games. But Klavan is always there and... He has developed into quite a cult right now, you know. Okay, I, I, I'll stop you there and I'll ask you just a couple of questions. Now, every, um, all of us should give it uh, some thought, okay? Lovren, I, we know what he did against Spurs and uh, his, his other failings, but how do you think he has performed since uh, that game when, when he was given an opportunity? What do you think? Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. He will, okay. He has been good, yeah. I'll, I'll give it a <laughs> Good. Okay. Yeah. Vaishak? He's good. He's been good. He's right? been good. Good. Okay, good. Great yeah. then. Now, let's talk about Matip. Uh, what do you think his performances have been so far? Six out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. He has been okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Was, I, I actually pointed out against the... Uh, against the Burnley game, Burnley game as well that you know and Leicester uh-huh. and Leicester that he, yeah. he Matip was someone that put us on the back foot a couple of times and it was Lovren right. and Klavan right. in games that have built him out and his mistake haven't been costly because he has been bailed out Lovren on the other side he might not be the first choice right now but his mistakes have always ended up in goal uh, yes. So I agree. Okay. But I think where you're going with this, you, I think you, no, no, you're, no, you're no. saying that Lovren will start with uh, alongside. No, I, I didn't say that. I, I didn't say that. <laughs> but you're where I, that. <laughs> kind of. Uh, hear me out here. Hear me out. Where I was going with this. So we have four center backs now. VVD being VVD. Let's put him aside. Then we have Matip, we have Lovren, and we have Klavan. Now, by our own admission, Klavan has been great this season. Lovren of late has been pretty good. Matip has been okay, you know, a bit suspect. So see that one name of VVD, how that has changed the dynamic of the entire squad? Because the entire squad hinges on your back four. Now you pick the best performing guy for the present with VVD and you have almost secured a solid defensive partnership. 
And I, that I is the beauty of that part. Uh, you know, I'll just point, point out one thing. Yeah. If you go uh, go back and watch every City game against Liverpool, whenever mm-hmm. Aguero has scored, it mm-hmm. has been almost almost every goal has been in and around Clovren or uh, sorry, Lovren, not Clovren. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it has always been uh, even that uh, the game that we won there four one or one four at uh, the Etihad in Klopp's first game where Aguero got the goal. It was due to Lovren's pretty you know, bad uh, clearance. Yeah. Uh, it came off him, you know, right? So, and then even at Anfield, whenever Aguero has scored, Lovren has been involved, and I just don't think that he's the man to start against Aguero. I agree. If you want to start against, uh, if you want him to start against United, Chelsea, Arsenal, I'll agree. I just think that Aguero will make him his bitch. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so uh, Vaishak, whom do you think will start uh, centrally apart from Van Dijk? Well, I think uh, Jurgen is going to go with Joel because you know. Uh, well, we need to build a consistent center back partnership because that will help us in the long run. Yeah. And I think at this moment in time, uh, the best person to be partnered with VVD is, of course, Joel Matip. And, you know, um, it's like VVD is a vocal defender. I think we all saw that against the game against Girl Everton. All right. So I think yeah. he'll improve the rest of the back line. And even if it's Simon or Loris in goal, I think uh, they'll get a, some sort of confidence from VVD. You know, he was barking orders and asking Loris to come and collect the ball and, you know, stuff like that. You know, we needed a leader on the pitch, in that area of the pitch, uh, ever since Jamie retired. So, I guess, you know, VVD brings more to the pitch than just his, you know, defensive skills. So, a yeah. qualified leader. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what he is. True. And uh, I suppose Robertson is con- going to continue on the left back spot as well. Uh, and he has yeah. repeated pretty damn good at left back. And I think Mignolet will continue as well uh, in the goalkeeping department. So we have covered everything. Mm. Yep, we have. So thank you guys for joining me, uh, Vaishak. It was a first part, and I think you did great with us. Yeah. So, hope to see you. <laughs> Thank you for having me, ma. Thank you, Dada. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to all, all our listeners. And please do sub- subscribe to our channel. Thank you and good night. Goodbye. Good Lucky. I'm finally here in Barcelona when my good friend Luis Suarez has promised to pick me up. Hey, amigo. Nice to see you, you big uh, shitbag traitor. Luis? I didn't know you wore glasses. Uh, I don't. Uh, these are just uh, uh, fashion glasses. Uh, get in. Hey, Phil. Sorry I'm late. I was at the dentist. Get in. Louie? So who's that? Uh-oh. Now that it's all said and done I can't believe you were the one To build me up and tear me down Like an old abandoned house What you said when you left 
I'm better off without you. More than- 